0: Tom.
1: Thanks. Good, Tom. All right, so... Paul's backtracking a little bit on the statement he made. Yeah. So this makes it a little tough, because I was just... I was... I was. Now, I will say this. There was a guy on Twitter, one of the Xavier Faithful guys on Twitter. He agreed to the deal. He said he would be the nine seed in the tournament every single year if it meant guaranteed in the tournament. He called it... Oh, well, like, here's the thing. Is, That's just terrible.
0: I'm I'm not as well-in-tuned with college basketball as either either of you are, Paul and, Paul and Trace. But... If you ask me, before the year, every year, you can circle one game to get a win on. Yeah, I'm taking UC. No matter what, it doesn't matter if you can circle a win against a great Villanova team, against a great UConn Creighton team. I cannot sit around and take flack from UC fans all winter. I'll take the I'll take my chances with the other games. I've got to win the UC game. Have to. Could you imagine putting yourself in this position,
1: Paul? Imagine just envision yourself going to the grocery store, going to hang out at Thanksgiving, and it's the ninth straight year in a row that UC has beat Xavier. Could you imagine how that would feel? Can you? Im- I right, mean, yeah, cool. yeah, we'll be yeah. The in March. So what? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're we're going to the sweet. I'm 16 just saying,
2: by- if we're making that argument now, if it's a nine seed, that's mind. way different. But and the other thing too is just like, and and I'm not. Let me let me make one thing very clear because I really hate when people you know go on about the has the has the shoot about has the shootout yeah. you know lost some of its in f- fire or whatever. But like just objectively looking at this, like West Miller is a nice guy, you know. West Miller is a good dude. Well, Mick and Bobby he's not. He's he's not he's not Mick. He's not Bob Huggins. He, you don't. Savior so people don't understand Wes Miller, right? There's not this like. Well, if they lose 10 times
0: in a row, they might.
2: Sure, but like, is Wes going to act the same way Mick did or the same way Bob did? No, he's, he's just not. And the players, I think this goes back to it too, because I was doing a podcast earlier this week and we were talking about somebody wrote in a question and was asking uh, over under two technicals issued in this game. And we were debating whether there might have to be a little, I don't want to say manufactured drama, but I mean, none of these players have played at UC in front of a crowd like this in this game. So like, even built up within the program, you think back to those great years with like Lance Stevenson or Gary Clark or Yancey Gates, all the, those guys hated each other. Like now in this day and age where you have Landers Nolly, who's a transfer, David Julius is now playing in his third one, but he's a transfer. You know, you, Jeremiah Davenport gets what this game is. But you know Jack Nunji, Sule, Boom, all these guys transfers. So I'm not saying they don't appreciate it, but it's it's not this ingrained thing that it was like 10 years ago, where it was this fiery. Both teams were so good this? every year. Coaches hated each other. You know. You see what? I, oh, I, I
0: get what you're saying, but it, essentially what you're saying is the rivalry. Doesn't mean as much. Doesn't mean as much anymore. It's watered down. Yeah. It's diluted. I just,
1: we just need both teams. So to be here's back. what here's, we just need both teams. Here's to be what Reed did for you. you you're Paul. in luck. This is you are you are in major, major luck, Paul, because Reed Mouse has been hard at work mm-hmm. since Wednesday when all of you Xavier fans mm-hmm. were talking about how this game just doesn't really mean a whole lot. Wow. So he's got all the answers, and I want you
2: to got, go through a list here. I've by got,
1: the way, for for those that are keeping the graphics, we are down now. We are down now to the shootout improvements.
0: Got it. All right, yep. we're here. So, I've got four go ways, four ways in which that we can improve this rivalry. Not only improve it, but make it more of a national brand. Not just That's here right. in regional. Make it more of a national brand. We're going to get multiple viewers. First off. Multiple viewers. <laughs> first off is we've got to improve the name. The Skyline Chili Crosstown Shootout. It's tired. It's tired. It's... <laughs> It's bad. So we've got to improve the name. First off, we got to go with the better chili supplier. So we got to get rid of Skyline, implement Gold Star. Hell yeah, I like where this is going. Secondly, it is called the Cross Town Cross what do you think of when you think of a cross? You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm with you on this. I'm Religion. with you on this. In, in, in which of these two schools is a religious institution? That's Xavier. That's kind of biased, right? I mean, oh. right then and there, it's biased towards Xavier. Crosstown. So we got to get rid of Crosstown. Well, you know what it is? It's an in-town. It's an in-town game. So it's this gold star in town. And then lastly, <laughs> in 2022, we're still going to call it the shootout? I mean, let's be sensitive here. And let's not overthink this. It's not the shootout. It's not the showdown. What is it? It's a, it's basketball, a, ba- game. It's a basketball game. It <laughs> it's is the gold, t- gold star in town basketball game. Right then and there, that's screaming ratings right off the rip.
2: All right. I so- thought you were going to say crosstown as in like they're not actually a crosstown like east side and west side. They're just like two miles. No, away.
0: well, it's, it's in
2: town. Yeah, got it.
0: So, secondly, I want to figure out which team is better from the top to the bottom. Okay. All the way, every single person on the roster has to play for three minutes, at least three. We're going Little League style. We want every player, we got to see who's better, top to bottom. And on top of that, not just the roster, I want to see the mascots get involved. I want the Bearcat and the Blue Blob to each play three minutes, and this is where it gets really good, the in-game host. I want Eddie Trainer out there, and I want Paul Fritschner <laughs> to play for three minutes out on that floor. That way we figure out once and for all who the better team is.
2: All right, I'm in. You're in? All, all right. right. Well, We have two more, right? Two more. Okay. <laughs> He's not done. So... What is sports, essentially?
0: It's entertainment, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. So we've got to spice it up in the dead zone. You know, they're not playing at halftime. So how can we get people involved watching at halftime, not only in the arena, but on TV? So what I see is every year, Kenny Freeze and Yancey Gates fight (laughs) at the middle of the floor. During the halftime, one round, it's a boxing match. We're not going UFC. We're not setting up the cage. We want them to box. And the winner of the boxing match gets their respective alma mater 10 points to start the second half. That way, this really (laughs) means a lot. Like, Kenny (laughs) Freeze has got to be training every year. Yancey Gates has got to be training. They're playing for 10 points at halftime, just as a little something extra. Keep it real involved. And then lastly... We're going to play for pink slips. You know what that means? We're going to play for pink slips. The winner of this game gets to take the other team's best player for the rest of the year. Play them for the rest of the year. They come back to the program next year if they want to. But, you know, you could take Colby Jones, Jack Nungy, whoever you want. They'll probably need Jack Nungy. UC will. And then UC can can take, or Xavier can take UC's best player if they win. You play for pinks. It makes it all the more important.
1: If UC were to win this game, yeah, they take what
2: player? Oh, they'd have to take Jack Nunge. Have to take Nunge. You have to. That's a no-brainer. No-brainer.
1: They're missing. They're missing that piece. <laughs> they are missing. If Xavier wins, who are you taking? I take to Julius.
2: Julius. Julius. He's good. He's I mean, good. He's, yeah, he's good. good.
0: Nolly's pretty damn good too, though. You the know, Julius everyone- is
2: consistent though.
0: All right. What's the almost cliched saying around this game that I've heard all week? I've heard for – there's always some guy that sneaks out and and is going to make a big-time game. The two guys that I haven't heard enough
1: um, – oh, Here we go. This is going to be another – I can't wait for this bit. Go for it.
0: Are both here from Hamilton, Ohio. <laughs> Sage Tolentino is going to be a difference maker, and so is Ian Sabrin, the walk-on at Xavier. Those guys – are going to be the difference maker this Saturday. Just mark my no. words. I actually
1: think that of all the things that you've come up with in that, the two that would actually have national ratings right off the rip is obviously a boxing match. <laughs> right. Kenny right at halftime. Nice. What you, or you could get in like three three-minute three rounds. Right. 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 Maybe we knock You could it, extend those take, take it time. from three minutes. Maybe we make it more like a minute because those guys are going to be gassed. Those are some heavyweights now. <laughs> those are some big those boys. Those are some big boys. Six,
0: nine, and seven, That's foot.
1: right. So I say we do three, one minute, 30 second rounds, and then best two out of three or a knockout. Maybe there's a knockout. I mean, that's electric. You that's good stuff. Me. I'm so in. That is that is electric. Um, I just want this to be an Outside of that, you know, the pink slip thing, not a bad idea. I don't but, mind that. For Pink. then you know what you know what xavier fans would be saying then what they want to win this game every right year. right seems yeah. like that's a big deal now it is a big deal I feel like you fixed the problem yeah we don't Worst want five trades you brought this okay. up because you thought that we made a bad trade the
0: other days <laughs> i mean <Sorry>. <laughs> i don't like
1: yeah, I, I, not, we don't try to get into politics around here right but i mean <laughs> but if we're we, being honest this came up directly because we we made a bad trade
0: we traded we be in russia for britney Griner. We traded Brittany Griner for the Merchant of Death, Victor Bout, which I tweeted this yesterday. Anyone that thinks this is a bad trade is more worried about winning the next World War than they are about winning the next FIBA Women's Basketball Championship. And that's what scares me. We've (laughs) got to be really focused in on winning, keeping our sports supremacy here in this world. All right, but I've got a list of the top five worst trades of all time and we're going to go in reverse order. It could be sports, it could be just the history of man in general. And the first one is going to hit is going to hit a little close. I just got to got to take a slight jab at the Cincinnati Reds.
1: Okay. Let's hear it.
0: The fifth worst trade of all time is the Reds had the best player in Major League Baseball back in the 60s, Frank Robinson. Yeah. And he turned 30 years old, and they said, this guy is too old. So they traded him for three no-names, and he went on to win a Triple Crown the next year in two World Series with the Baltimore Orioles. That just had to get out of the way, F- top five worst trades. The second, the fourth worst trade of all time, and you will back me up on this. Russell Wilson, what he has done to my eyeballs this year, hes the worst. there's nothing that can make that better.
1: Could you imagine if we did that in Cincinnati? Oh my
0: god. We traded oh. six draft picks for for Russell Wilson. You remember the the, the Deshaun Watson trade? People were like, What did they give up for Deshaun Watson? And it's not even close to as bad of a trade as Russell. Russell Wilson could win the next five Super Bowls and it cannot replace the damage he has done to this country. All right. In Denver. You're All right.
1: telling me you're tell yeah. I mean, I don't know. I want to hear the next few because that's all right. I would so, argue it's one of the worst trades maybe ever.
0: All right, so we got a graphic for this this next one.
1: We have graphics.
0: Giselle Bunchen traded the greatest player in oh. this country's greatest sport. <laughs> a man who is handsome and kind and wealthy and seems to be a loving dad for this Jabroni. Who is this guy? She traded Tom Brady for this guy? His name is Joaquin Valentine for whoever cares, he's a jiu-jitsu instructor, and she traded Tom Brady for this guy. That's <laughs> terrible. What is she doing? Did you see? Which we need to get
1: this up there, too. And you guys, producers, have got to make this happen if you don't know. Have you seen? I know you have because you told <laughs> me. Tom Brady's girlfriend. He, he won the trade. He's won oh, yeah. the trade. Oh, he yeah. definitely won the trade. Huh? You guys saw that. I know people in the chat have don't don't know. You got to come up with a way to get that on the screen. She traded Tom Brady for that man and wait until you see what Tom Brady traded to get to where he's at. I don't know. Is it did he they even take a step back? No. He did not. No, he somehow upgraded. he upgraded. He upgraded. He He 100 he upgraded. He upgraded. upgraded. Here we go.
3: Hang on, let me. It's loading in. Just give me a second. All right, well, we got a second.
1: It's loading in, he said. It's loading in. Right here. Well, I mean, you're gonna have to. This is gonna take a minute. You're gonna have to go into the <laughs> oh, into the man. Instagram page and, and go from there. It's it's that's what it's, you're gonna have it's to.
0: It's worth do. the click.
1: It's worth it's worth it's worth the wait for you folks. In the meantime, while well, we do, do that, do we
0: want to make this show PG-13? Because yeah. we might inst- just need to put this picture. <laughs> right. right yeah. Okay, okay. Fine. Go ahead. I'm and, sure. I'm sure the folks and,
1: in the chat can figure out a way to get there. On their own, if they'd like to figure that out. But for now, this
0: is his replacement. He
1: made that trade.
0: I'm not doing
1: too bad. And these are about the nicest pictures I've seen so far.
0: If you have an Instagram. If you
1: have Instagram, you need to figure it out. You need to figure it out on your own. You definitely need to go go down. Um, All
0: right. So that was the third worst trade of all time.
1: That was the third worst? Yep. Okay.
0: The second worst trade of all time. Is any player, any professional athlete, that traded their salary for Bitcoin this year? Oh, Trevor Lawrence, Shohei Ohtani, um, there's uh, Odell Beckham Jr. You listen,
1: know what? The, the timeout. Do you still have that? I do. Oh I God. just put so it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, our chat deserves to see what Tom Brady's doing. Oh, you God. do you think that Tom Brady's back? He's definitely back, fellas.
0: Gosh. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. Bet, come be, on. bet the Buccaneers this come weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bet them. Let's go. Let's go. All right, that's enough. Before, yeah, <laughs> gonna, before we get in too much trouble. Oh, man. The reality is that, that's on Instagram, first of all. AJ, AJ, all right.
2: AJ. in the
0: chat. AJ. AJ. <laughs> there you go. We gave our viewers what they want here.
2: Oh, so so the second worst <laughs> trade of all time.
0: <laughs> the chat
1: was asking, so the chat gets what the chat wants. Okay,
0: all right. Any player that traded their salary for Bitcoin this past year, you're down bad. That was a bad trade. There are some people that traded their salary for Bitcoin and were on the FTX platform, right? So they've got nothing, just gone, <laughs> Can vanished. You
1: imagine your ten million dollar, just a gone. Year?
0: Check just, just right down the tubes. Oh man, SPF's going to jail. But. Tough. All right, Tough. the final, the Got final warrior, the, the worst trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead, Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana <laughs> purchase for three million dollars. Napoleon, what <laughs> happened? Uh, <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million anymore. He's I, a gold though. I did the inflation. It is $3 million in 1803, according to this calculator, which, I mean, they could just be making up numbers. Settles into about $80 million now. We got half the country for $80 million. That is Aaron Judge and Trey Turner right then and there. That's all you've got. It's... I mean Tough. Napoleon, what were you doing? We thank you.
1: He was a he was a he was a he was a what's in it for me now kind of guy at that point. Right. Moment. I mean he's he, like, ah, I'm hell with
0: it. He got in debt with his wars over there. He said he was liquidating. He's like, that country over across the pond ain't gonna be anything. And we got half the country for three million dollars. Thomas Jefferson fleeced Napoleon Bonaparte, and that's why we are where we are today, just because of that trade. All right. So how, I've, how am I supposed to go from that to my topic? Well,
1: you we, need to, to, <laughs> we need to start like, somehow like, layering pacing, these pacing, together to where they're them. not so serious. All right. But I've been paying attention to the transfer portal. Yeah. And I feel like most people have. I'm not one of these uh, boomers out here that thinks that the portal shouldn't exist and kids shouldn't get paid. But I will say, it has completely changed the landscape. Oh, yeah. landscape of recruiting. I, this is more of my. This is more of my take on the subject than the whole should players get paid and you know blah blah blah. Change is going to happen. Figure it out. I don't feel bad for these universities. But here's one thing that I've been thinking of that I've been that I've been pondering. Luke Fickle left the University of Cincinnati mm-hmm. specifically for this reason. Um, according to some of my sources, but then also just based off of my brain saying, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Who wants to deal with this signing IL stuff? When Ohio State, I don't know if you know, but if you haven't been paying attention, Ohio State is losing commits. Kids are flipping right now from Ohio State to Southern schools, Miami and Florida. They lost a five-star running back, and they also lost, I think, a cornerback defensive back, I should say to, uh, I think it flipped to Florida at the end of the day, Ohio state is having some problems. And this is what I've heard paying attention to some of the, the the YouTubes and the group Mm -hmm. chats is what's happening is, is you have these donors, Ohio state has these NIL packs where they want you to donate, you know, $10,000 and you get a signed JT Barrett football or something, you know, Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. ridiculous and The reality is, is that the Schottensteins of the world, the people that donate a lot of money to the world, they're used to donating for facilities, right? Things that you can see, things that you can like, you know, you can justify. You can say, well, no matter what, in 20 years, this facility is going to be, you know, here. What's going on now is, is you're, you're having this shift in dynamics to where now in order to recruit at an elite level, it's no longer about facilities. It's about how much the kid's going to get. It's how big of a bag are they going to get for the most part, right? And the reality uh, now is, is a lot of these donors don't like NIL, right? They're, not to say they're boomers, but, you know, when you're well off and you're, you're, you're older in age, you don't like the idea of kids just transferring because it's too hard or,
2: you, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've
1: heard it before. Um, so you don't have a lot of big, big money donors wanting to put their money into these NIL collectives because they don't believe in it. They don't think that it should be even a thing. And what you have now is... Is you have a situation where Ohio State has raised three million dollars in this NIL fund. Right? Yeah. And it's rumored, it is rumored that Ryan Day wanted $13 million to be competitive with the Southern schools. He needs $13 million a year for base salaries, basically. We'll mm-hmm. we'll talk. Let's just talk as it is. Like base salaries for all of your players. Right. So even if you're not even a guy that really plays, you still get a certain yet. amount of money. Right. And then on top of that, certain guys are gonna get more money. Yeah. And then when Martin you go recruit, Harrison's when you go recruit, even though it's quote unquote illegal, it's definitely happening all over the country. You're not by the way, just for those that don't know, you're not supposed to be able to even tell a recruit or give a recruit any sort of guarantee on getting NIL money.
0: It's supposed to happen independently from the school, right?
1: Supposed to happen when you are at the school, and then from there you can then get paid. We all know that's not the case. Not, not the it's case like, at all. Hey, when you, if you come here, you're gonna get this much money. So what 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 my thought is is that how many high school kids are not gonna get recruited anymore because they're basically going to assume, and I'd say they, I'm talking about programs, are going to assume that they are gonna just start taking all their kids out of the portal instead of filling roster spots with high school kids that's that in and of itself is my biggest thought process on this it's not should get should kids get paid it's not you know whether or not it should be uh you know restricted by the ncaa Blah 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 it's literally the philosophy of collegiate athletics when it comes to recruiting now and i think it's going to shift the paradigm is going to shift significantly right all of a sudden the kid from wisconsin was going to go to Allen, I think his name's. maybe you guys might know his name better than I. What's the, the – the Allen, the receiver, or the running back, excuse me, the running back from Wisconsin was rumored to go to Michigan. He was going to go to Michigan. Yeah. NIL in, in, induced. All of a sudden, um, Fickle gets there, and then the next thing you know, Blake Corum mm-hmm. might stay, he might not stay. Now he's back at Wisconsin. It's like wild to me. Is there anybody – that could benefit from this more than Deion Sanders. That's the question I have.
0: Well, the the portal is going bananas right now. More people. There's so many people in the portal right now, and the bowl games haven't even happened. I don't know if that's normally the case. Right. Well, it's because they're using it for free agency. All right.
1: of the all like like
0: so so five what, kids from Alabama are doing that. So what about coaches? Just the general idea that recruiting isn't done once you're in the building and at the school, you know, the freshman they've got to constantly be recruiting these kids to stay now. Right. They've got to be, you know, you know, promising stuff and, and you can't, it's not enough just to get them there. Now you've got to keep them there and that just unfolds a whole nother level in itself.
2: Right. And that goes back to Tom's point that he's been making the last week about kids these days being coachable or liking hard coaching, whatever, that before you could say pretty much whatever you want, as a coach, you could yeah, be getting... a, a, as much of a jerk as you wanted to be. And kids didn't really have a lot of recourse to leave. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a ton of leverage, but now if you don't like the coach. see so yeah, we're out of here and yeah. it's, sh- and coaches need to be able to adjust to that. And the so other, un-camp. the other,
1: the other thing too, that I've, that I've noticed or that I've thought about, and again, this is where like, not to just keep crushing Ohio state. But the one thing that I was told about Ohio state is Ohio state doesn't really want a lot of their donors to support NIL. Why? Cuz that money doesn't go to them. All right. of the money in the past from donors has gone straight to the athletic department. They've been the beneficiary of yeah. all of the money that's been raised, right? You're of of Cincinnati if you will or or whoever else. I'm not trying to just single him out. Um they they then now have to ask themselves, do they want to give the athletic department $20 million for this specific facility or just as a locker room upgrade or whatever, right. That they control the university controls at that point, or do they want to give it to this NIL collective? That's going to get them better players, which is ultimately at the end of the day, what those boosters want the boosters just want to win. They, right, they right. want to enjoy their team that they like winning. That's all this comes down to. If, if you could guarantee, like if I, if me and you could somehow have a magic ball, and go to Ohio State and go to a go to Schottenstein or go to anybody and say, hey, I guarantee you if you give me $50 million and you're going to win four championships in the next 10 years, they'll give you it. Because that, that's, at the end of the day, all they really truly care about for the most mm-hmm. part. I'm not saying that they don't care about other things. I'm sure they do. But that is the baseline of why they give. So you have this weird dynamic to where you used to not have to worry about any of the money going to anybody else. And it's almost like the establishment – is now running into this problem because you got all of these other people that are that are that are demanding the money and guess who really truly at the end of the day has the leverage like it or not, the kids do because the kids are the ones that win the games and they're the ones that ultimately hold all the leverage period. So if you're a five star or hell, if you're, if you're a kid from uh, North Carolina, what's his name? Dre, uh, Drake, 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 May, the, Drake May sorry. Best quarterback in the country, right? Caleb Williams, best quarterback in the country. You go in the transfer portal, you might not even want to leave. You could care less about leaving. You know what happens? Next thing you know, you got like $4 million the next year because they're trying to keep you or you mm-hmm. have other teams trying to give you money. Like it's a legit free agency every single year. And I don't know how they're going to fix it, but the cat's been let out of the bag. I don't know how you get it back in the bag. I really don't know how you do it.
0: Well, these so these programs on the periphery, like the Texas A&M's is just shelling out money left and right and obviously USC has no problem with with shelling out money. The the teams that hadn't been at the top for the past decade, they're willing to change. Miami, yeah, the Hurricanes. Yeah, they're willing to change because they have to get a new edge. So there's going to be – it's adapt or die now for these teams at the top, like Ohio State, because if they don't adapt with these these new programs, they're going to go through some growing pains. Right. And they're going to be on the back end of it thinking, oh, we wish we'd have done this five years ago, and they're going to have to build back up as opposed to adapting and staying on top.
1: And that just comes back to the, I do think that there's this weird money ball thing that's going to happen, though. And I say money ball is in like, you know, I'm talking about the Billy Bean aspect of this whole portal. I think that there's some aspect within the University of Cincinnati's of the world and your, you know, call it your Nebraska's and, you know, basically your schools that are fringe schools, your Purdue's, your Louisville's, uh, Kentucky football, to where there's going to be so many kids in the portal every year that there's going to be an opportunity to get kids that are bounce back kids. Yeah, Kids that went somewhere, whatever, for whatever reason, didn't get a chance to play or weren't as good, What uh, wasn't good enough to play at these elite-level schools. And it's like there's a small silver lining there. And I think that out of your recruiting staff that, that spends all this time recruiting kids <laughs> or, or, or more or less evaluates kids – Think of it like this. If you have 20 staff members that evaluate high school seniors or juniors every year to try to figure out which kids are we going to go after. I genuinely think high school kids are in for a rude awakening here soon, because I think that a lot of those staff members are going to shift from looking at high school kids Mm -hmm. to starting to recruit or starting to really scout all the teams that are within power five schools. And as soon as that portal hits, they're gonna have a list of kids that they know that they like, right? Yeah. And they're gonna go after them immediately. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But I think the transfer portal, I just wanted to give that different perspective on it because it's always been this like thought on, oh, you gotta pay kids, this, side, and everything. I think it's changing the whole thing as a whole. The whole entire landscape of recruiting is gonna get changed.
0: And, and I don't know if I'm breaking new ground here, probably not, because people spend a lot more time thinking about this than I do, but the kids that are gonna be hurting the most at the high school kid level, I mean, the, the five stars and the four stars are still going to go to these elite schools and yep. nothing like that. Nothing the kids are going to be these these three-star athletes that are, you know, borderline Division one kids or, you know, deciding between a max school or, you know, waiting their turn at a, at a bigger school. Why would you take a chance on a three-star High school kid, when you can just go in the portal and dip someone who's had a little bit of success at another school. Yeah, look an at older you, look, kid. At,
1: look at what UC did to Miami with uh, with their best defensive guy. What was pace, his name? pace? Pace. I mean, yeah. If like if you're UC, why why offer why offer pace uh, when he's fringe, borderline, maybe gonna be good, maybe not. You don't really know if he's gonna be good. Well, you know what? You're gonna find out. Hell, if he goes to Miami and he does really well and he's a freshman All-American, so what? We'll just try to pluck him from them.
0: And now he's a draft and, pick.
1: And that's what's sad about the whole thing in general is that schools that are right on kids, schools that take chances on kids, mm-hmm. ultimately are going to be absolutely savaged, or I guess like they're, they're, they're going to get ravaged, I guess is the right word to use, of all of their top kids. Unless you convince them to stay there, but who in the hell right, is going to you- stay at Central Michigan if they're one of the best wide receivers in the country, when they have a chance to go play at these Power Five schools, it's not going to happen. Yeah, why would so, I?
0: Ivan Pace stay at Miami, compete for a MAC championship when you could go to UC, who just went to the college football playoff a year ago, exactly. and, and play you for can't something. Can't play more. as a
1: kid, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, well, his brother was there." I, I mean, his, if his brother was there or not, it wouldn't have mattered. He was going to go to UC. Sure. So,
0: yeah, let's move. Let's let's keep it going. You've had a take on this show while I was gone. Yeah. And we've argued about this outside of the show, as we typically do argue quite a bit, that you think that the NFC is better than the AFC. So yeah. I've done the due diligence of listing the top eight AFC teams mm-hmm. and the top eight NFC teams. Yes, And I've paired them. And I want you to tell me who's better than... Out of these eight. And you know, obviously know which team's in the league. But I want you to be as honest and as unbiased as, as you can be. Truthfully, which team is better when I pair these two teams up? All right? Shoot them. Let's All right. shoot. Number one team in each each conference. Not breaking any new ground here. The yeah. 11-1 Philadelphia Eagles or Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. The Eagles are better. Okay. So that's one for the NFC. Yep. Number two. The Dallas Cowboys or the Buffalo Bills? Cowboys. Okay. I disagree with you on the first two on both parts, but this is subjective. We're, yeah, it's subjective. Third one third string quarterback, San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy, or the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Not going to like to hear this. Bengal fans are going to hate me when I say this. The 49ers would be a nightmare for the Bengals.
0: You would rather, nightmare. You would rather be in the postseason playing Brock Purdy in the, 40 and the 49ers, 49ers over Joe Burrow and the Bengals.
1: Listen. The 49ers, folks, are not just the Browns on steroids. They're the Browns times 3. Okay? That's who they are. You think that they you think that the defensive line caused problems from the Browns when they played the Bengals? Wait until you play the 49ers. We have the 49ers. Them. What? We did play them last year.
3: What's that? We played the 49ers last year and we lost, but yeah, it was it was because of their offense. It wasn't really because of their defense. Well,
1: so let me backtrack to this year, so is what we're talking about. Yep. The Niners <laughs> took took one of these teams that I know you're getting ready to tell me about. You're getting ready to tell me about the Dolphins and how good they've been, right? Mm-hmm. They took Purdy, who had to come rush in the game in like the first quarter, and still took him to the woodshed. So still took I, him to the woodshed. The, the
0: the question if you're if you're a fan of a team. I mean, I don't know to give you a team to be a fan of. You'd rather mm-hmm. play the Cincinnati Bengals in the postseason than Brock Purdy in the 49ers.
1: I would say that's essentially close. what I'm asking you. Well, I'm saying if they play each other, who would win? And I genuinely think the Niners would beat the Bengals. But that's here nor there. You think the Cowboys would beat the Bills? Uh um, that's what you're saying? I think that they could match up with them, yes. And I think they could, yeah. Why not? What What you you like? The, you think the Bills are? I mean, I would say I think the Bills are actually the best team, and I think the Cowboys might be arguably the best team in each league. Okay. Oh, come on, Cowboys um, we'll the best. See. We'll see. Oh. I, I, I mean, why? I guess this is another question I have for you guys in the in the room and even in the chat. Maybe I'm not just saying this because Sean's my friend. You know this. Will
3: die. I'm in. Uh, on, you know, I was, I'm in on the boys. Like, I,
1: I just like what? What do the Cowboys have to do? for them to get a little bit of respect. No, they, what do the Cowboys have to do for you to say they might be the best team in the NFL? Did they have the to go to like Minnesota, people. who just beat the Bills that you're, that you're back there chanting about, talking about how good they are? They literally, the week after they played the Bills, they went in Minnesota into Minnesota and beat them so damn bad, they thought about giving them a bye. The NFL called Minnesota asked them if they'd like a bye the next week. So before we sit here and act like the Cowboys aren't good, let's just go back and double-check and make sure that the, 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 the Cowboys aren't getting disrespected
0: the, the thing about the Cowboys and this is league wide. this is what you know when, when you talk about teams in the NFL this is what everyone does they tend to look at the quarterback play and not that Dak Prescott hasn't been great this year right. and not that he hasn't been good in past years but when it comes time when it comes to crunch time it's been limited and there's in there's well documented. So I think when you talk about these these great teams and when people get excited about these teams, they ultimately fall back on, yeah, but like what's Dak gonna do in the postseason? The same way that we're doing this with a, a Vikings team that's 10 and 2 is the next team on the list, is you go, yeah, they're 10 and 2, they're winning ballgames. But like ultimately, what is Kirk Cousins gonna do in the postseason?
1: I, I would say that. I would say that I'm not a huge let's keep going down your list.
0: Okay, so the next one would be the two teams who I think people aren't afraid to call frauds. You call both the Vikings and the Dolphins frauds. Yeah, they both stink. Who is better out of those two teams? The Dolphins or the Vikings?
1: See, this is where I guess, I guess, this is where Everett's going to be like, oh, you're in
0: an NFC homer.
1: I, I I think I'd take the Vikings.
0: Oh, that's, I don't know where I go. I, I, I went AFC on the first three of these. I'm a believer in Tua. Truthfully, I know he played bad this past Sunday, but I I think he's shown that he wins. Let me help
3: you. Let me help you read. Vikings defense. Vikings defense is 31st in the league. Yeah, they are not stopping anyone, and their offense is only 19th. But they're 10 and two. I mean, winning games in this league matters. I get it, but they go against a team like the Dolphins, who uh, they can't even stop a nosebleed. They're not going to be able to stop the Cheetah. Yeah,
0: the Dolphins have probably what one of the most efficient offenses in the league. Yeah. So that's chalk, chalk to me. All right, let's go to the fifth best team in each each division. The Seattle Seahawks are the fifth best team in the NFC. Yes. Against the Baltimore Ravens, the fifth best team in the AFC. I
1: mean, this is this is such an easy argument. Like the the, the fact the fact that the Ravens are the fifth best team in the league. Says everything I need to know about the league.
0: I mean, the Seahawks aren't aren't world beaters either.
1: I, I would say this right now. If you put the Seahawks and the Ravens played each other, there's no doubt in, the, no, With Lamar. No doubt With Lamar. in my mind that I'm taking the Seahawks. I,
0: I think I'd take the Ravens. I'm not as out on the Ravens as everyone else is.
1: Okay. What's the next one?
0: The greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm. versus the Tennessee Titans.
3: You're forgetting the Commanders and the Giants. They're they're getting there. Okay.
0: I would take Tom Brady over those two teams. Ah,
1: that's a, that's a rock fight. I'll give the AFC that one.
0: Okay, the Titans. The next would be the New York Football Giants and I'm going to I'm going to not just go by playoff current playoff standings. I'm going to go the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. Okay. And it went for the AFC, and then finally, I'm going the Commanders of Washington as the eighth best team in the NFC versus the Jets from the AFC. Mm. Yeah, you get down to these these final teams that are pushing playoff contention. And okay, so there's some. So, there's
1: some... so I, I guess I would then then propose this. The answer your question: flip a coin. I don't know. Yeah, but. My point is is when you break it down the way you just broke it down mm-hmm. why is the narrative and I know why, what the answer is going to be why is the narrative that the AFC is just this ho-hum league and everyone's significantly better when that's clearly I mean if you're if you're trying not to be biased here and you go through those that, that that's just not the case.
0: Well the the reason that it is is cuz if you look at the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL there it is. I mean what are they seven are in the AFC? I mean, if you, if you start listing them out, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Um, would you throw Lamar Jackson in the top ten? Probably. Um, in the NFC, you've got Dak. So what you're saying is
1: the AFC is, the most like, am- is like, hear me out on this chat.
0: Ooh, give me a good analogy.
1: The AFC mm-hmm. is That's Lincoln Riley, and the NFC is Kyle Whittingham with Utah. You know. Flashy, looks good. Everybody thinks that they're great. Meanwhile, you got Utah over here, who you don't know who half their players are. They're just grinding out kind of guys.
0: But they win in the trenches. Well, I mean... Just wondering. If you want to go by who who ends up winning at the end of the year, there's been...
1: That's tough, though. I don't really like... I'll say this. The 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 Super Bowl champion is typically... If the NFC wins the Super Bowl again this year... I won't come in here pandering about how much better the NFC is. So that's obviously not. I don't right, love that.
0: Both teams, both teams get a team. So yeah, like, you it's... can't you can't look at the full roster of teams.
1: Would it be cool if the NFL, chat, help me out. Would it be cool if the NFL had a game where they played Got the rid NFL? of got oh. got rid of the conferences. Yeah, you just and, played. And we just had we just had rankings based off of record at the end of the year and it was the What how many how many teams get in the playoffs now? 14 14 so then we just did the 14 best teams in the NFL.
0: You'd have to have yeah. some tiebreakers because it it, every year would come down to some teams you know, having similar records. So that's seeding, and then there would always be 14 know, through 16. I don't think you probably. can do
2: that in the NFL.
0: What? Why not? Well, I like divisions. I like, not the enough games, I like, so like there's rivalries. There's
2: too many teams that finish with the same record around the middle of the pack. Sure. Like in the NBA, the NHL, MLB, like – very infrequently, are you going to get teams in that middle? You know, like so competing. if you finish
1: with the same record and you'd have to, that's why I'm saying you have to tiebreakers. And
2: how exciting is that? Like, well, it also
3: messes up schedule too, right? I mean, well, divisional games don't matter anymore. The what?
2: You,
0: you would you would get rid of divisional games, so you'd just be playing. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, I'm not
3: saying you get rid of yeah. divisional games. I'm saying when it comes to
1: the postseason, you line up the 14 teams that are quote unquote with one the best on one records. side,
0: two on the other side, three yeah. on one side, four on the other okay. side. Yeah, I I like that in the MLB. I've been a long time saying that there shouldn't be a National League and American League. But in the NFL, I I think Paul's right. They're, they're, they don't play enough games. Yeah. To to truly, you know, okay, divide it. I, and I like divisional games. I like. The, I think everyone likes divisional games. Play get your three rivals that you play two times a year. I think they might need to redo the divisions to actually make sense geographically. But that's neither here. <laughs> Nor there, and I, I, you know, Sir Boy Wonder says it's fine right now, and I
1: agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue that it. it's not fine the way it is. I just
2: maybe it'd be. Fun.
0: When are they gonna stop playing the Pro Bowl? Like, who cares?
2: They did already. Oh, that's done. Yeah.
0: Oh, they don't even play it anymore. Oh, They're going go. to
2: Vegas and doing like a skills competition or something. That this year is the first because yeah. they did
0: the Pro Bowl last year. Okay, good. Well, yeah. there you go. There's skills competition.
2: To. All right, it's, it's something. It's some event. It's not a game. That's good. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: Have the linemen, both linemen, just actually making pancakes, just like pancake, com- <laughs> pancake competition. There you go. All right. So this is gonna be a shorter show because. Oh, I don't, I
1: don't think we're keeping. We're, I don't think we're keeping tabs on how long we go. Right. What do you got?
0: All right. So I've I have got no a idea where scam. This is going. I've got a scam of the day. And before we start this, I'm not afraid to let this show go off the rails a little bit. So, before we start this, I'm gonna need a little help from all three of you guys with microphones. All right.
2: All right.
0: Casey, yes. We'll start with you. Yep. Can you give me just a little, like a little drum line? I need a. All right, good. Stop. Hold it. Paul, yeah. You're gonna be my bass line. All right. You're gonna be my bass line. All right. I need you to give me a little. All right. Stop. Trace, I need you to give me a snap. Yeah, All right, I got that. Got it. Oh. Okay. Casey, getting- start us off with the with the drum line and keep it going. <makes sound> Good, keep it going. Ball, give me that bass line. <makes sound> Trace, <makes sound> snap.
2: Scam of the day,
0: scam of the day. Dun, du, 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 du. Scam of the day, scam of the day. All right, guys, good. That was great. That's what I needed. We've got an intro now from here going forward. All right, my scam of the day, and I feel very passionate about this as I do with all my scams. Three in one shampoo is the way to go. Go ahead and get that graphic on up here. Listen. Girlfriends, it's right over, it's right over, (laughs) it is the goat of all time. You can get it off the screen now. (laughs) But don't let your girlfriend, don't let advertisers, do not let bottle commercialism tell you that you need anything more than three in one. You're spending too much money. You don't need a bottle for shampoo. You don't need a bottle for conditioner, fancy shampoo, fancy conditioner, and you don't need high-end body wash. You're trying too hard. It's all soap. It all cleans you. One bottle of three-in-one is all you need. It's just a cleaning product. Has anyone died from using three-in-one before? Don't waste your money. And it's not just a money thing. It's a real estate problem. That's what it really comes down to. You get in the shower, and there's all these bottles everywhere clogging up space in your shower. You don't need a shampoo bottle. You don't need any of it. You need one bottle of swab three-in-one. And this is where I have my biggest problem with all these fancy hoity-toity stuff is when they try to advertise to your manhood. They said, this is a man scent. This is beard body wash. This is lumberjack shampoo. this They're trying to get the testosterone flown when you don't need it. That bottle of Suave 3-in-1 is all you need. Listen, the highlight of my day every day is when I get in the shower and that hot water hits my skin because these endorphins start rushing through my body because they know what's about to the hit them. It's the Suave 3-in-1. is going to roll through my hair. It's why my hair looks so lush all the time. It's the Suave 3-in-1. In short, save your time. Don't go out buying three different bottles. Save your money. Don't go out buying three different bottles. And shave. Save your shower space. Don't buy. Are you a 3-in-1 do, do, you guy? You're a shampoo, a conditioner, and a body wash guy, aren't you, Trace? I can tell by you.
1: I am whatever is in the shower that was bought for me. I, I don't, the wife does the shopping. I don't really get into that. I think that um, for a guy that sat up here and taunted about how he was very concerned about his hair loss, how he was paying attention to it, and how he really wanted to make sure that he got whatever product was needed to make sure he didn't lose his hair. <laughs> seems like you got a little bit of a hypocrisy here.
0: Three and one is all you need. Paul, are you a three in one guy? I'm not. You have three different products, don't you? I
2: be honest, I don't condition. I just shampoo. Mm. I'm a three-in-one guy.
0: That's right, Casey, because you're a man of the people. You're a man of the people. Three and one is the way to get. Why is there so much <laughs> After listen, debate listen, about- I love Casey as much as anybody, one. okay? But what I'm about to say
1: is funny and true. My poor man went. Today i damn Bo Ricks or whatever. Got his hair just absolutely butchered. (laughs) I wouldn't be wasting my money for the next month either trying to wash my head of hair if I had the head of hair that my man Casey had. Now, that said, I don't think that's something you can hang your hat on as being like, oh, Casey's in my corner. Paul Fritschner, put the camera back on Paul for a second. All right, listen, Paul came out of the shower this morning with it exactly like that. Didn't even put anything in his hair. And, 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 and it looks as if he spent as much time on it as Tom does. So I think you got the wrong people in your corner on this 3 and
0: one thing. <laughs> Nathan Hines is a 3 and one guy. He's <laughs> Thomas is not.
2: Oh, What do you got to say about that, Casey? Uh, I don't
3: have anything to say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, can't,
3: I can't say anything. I won't say anything. Sir, boy, to keep, say we, to keep
0: Nathan Hines' integrity... Sir Boy said we ripped off Dan Patrick. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Sir yeah. Don't know what you're talking about. It was Will Ferrell who did it. Alright, Wheel of Lunch. What do we got for lunch today?
3: Uh I can't wait for sir. I only to got two things right now. Wendy's and all eight up suggestions. So what what do we got? Wow. Sir said he'd
0: rather have BW. What?
1: Sir Boy. I thought you were talking about the, the No, the, I uh
2: the, 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 the the Brazil, champions. Brazil just went off the post. They're out of the World Cup. World Cup favorites in penalty kicks, they're out. Mm. Not that anybody. They, cares? they lose to Croatia? Croatia. Wow, Croatia, yep, Croatia, Croatia
0: went to the championship last time, right? This so that
1: leaves the door open for who? I mean, is Argentina still in?
2: Argentina. Argentina. Let's get Argentina, Portugal. Well, Portugal. What's that? What's
0: that one guy that has made the. He made a parlay of all the champions. Oh, of France France. France. France, France, just He we, we need France. France. Yeah, France, France is still in. Yeah. Did, in he, France, do the ca- did he do the cash out? Because he got offered one. Yeah,
1: he said he wasn't going to do the cash out. The guy. So for for the people that are watching the show that have no idea what we're talking about, there's a guy that did a parlay on all the world champions. I think it was a seven legger, right? And when you yeah. do it, when you do a parlay with world champions, the odds are so much better in your favor. Like you know, to win a world championship, just to hit that single bet, it's, it's yeah. like plus six seven hundred most likely. Right, right, right. So this guy's got to bet twenty six dollars to win, I believe, like a hundred. Someone looked this up. It's like, it's either one hundred and seventy seven thousand or seven hundred and eleven thousand, which I know is a big difference, but it's mm-hmm. a lot of money. And I seen him yesterday saying that he was not going to cash out unless France ran into Brazil, or they ran into, I believe. It's one other team.
0: Well, he doesn't have to worry about Brazil anymore. And
1: he acted like he wasn't worried about England either. And you know what his reason was? It's going to hurt the heart for Americans. He said, they tied with America. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. a good, good reason, though. But anyway.
2: All right. All right. Let's keep your eyes on that. All right. I'm so going go to throw a suggestion up there.
1: What's your suggestion?
0: All eight up. It's already on there. It's
1: already on there. Well, Wendy's. God, Wendy's. Love the Chargers this weekend, boys. Mm. And I like the Giants a little bit, too.
0: Do you like UC or Savior?
1: Uh, if the line's less than four, you, you got to bet UC. It makes no sense.
0: <clears throat> no suggestions? Suggestion, Trace?
1: What's that? You got a suggestion? Do I have a suggestion? Uh, definitely not Eric. Um, Spur wants Firehouse.
0: Ooh, Firehouse. Third mm-hmm. on. There. I got one.
1: Fantastic place. And the fact that it hasn't been on this wheel yet is ridiculous. McAllister's. It's been on there oh, a been lot. It's been on there a, a ton. lot.
0: We were. It already took went. like six.
1: It went like over. It took like two weeks for us I to spin it. I must have missed this then. I don't know what i would oh, Am I about. putting it on
3: there?
2: Yeah, put yeah it throw on there. it on there. Throw it on there.
0: Let's go to Luke Fickle's favorite spot now that he's in Wisconsin Culver's. Throw Culver's on there.
1: How, how upset are UC fans that Luke Fickle left?
0: Were people reading into his his goodbye? I saw a couple people. Yeah, they're pissed. He didn't he didn't actively say. Well, that's that's, that's say, that is thanks the fans.
1: That is absurd, though. Like, well, why? I mean, how do you? If you're a PR person, how do you not just literally? It's four letters.
0: Just put it in there. All right. Not hard. Fans. You so think, you think that that do you think that that was a mistake? Or I don't do you think, think that Luke was Fickle, a slight. I don't think Luke Fickle wrote it. Wrote it. I agree.
1: And I I I, I just. I think what happened was, it's like, hey, you think we should write something in Cincinnati? And he's like, yeah, go ahead and write it and I'll I'll read it real quick. And he signed off on it and really didn't give it much thought. Make them all the same color. Could be wrong, but that's how I feel about it. All
2: right. Looks good. Let's go. Get Wendy's out of here.
0: You hate Wendy's.
2: I just go so much. No. It's tough. It's tough. Oh, that's a tough tough first L.
0: Hope we stay local, and there, there goes the local one. No, oh, you gotta get in the car. You gotta get in the car. Oh,
2: maybe just, can do
0: can't do that in front of. Me. I really want to in, in front of the two rivalry games. All right, there's All right. Wendy's. Can't yep. lose now. Can't now lose.
3: Can't lose. What are you guys not like Wendy's? This is the can't lose parlay. <laughs> you guys just hate Wendy's.
2: Wait, maybe the same color.
1: Uh, I like this. It's gonna hit. We're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be going to the Culver's. Oh, Culver's. let's go back to faith. <laughs> mm. Mm.
3: All right, going to Culver's.
1: Culver's if you haven't been, which everyone has. Um Underrated. Most people think butter burger. Yeah. Butterburger's good. I like a butter burger. But uh the codfish there. Mm. Sandwich.
0: Mm. Good, good I
1: fish. Mean, fantastic.
0: If you're if you're just if you're Catholic, it's good during Lent.
1: Not just even not even, even if you're not a Catholic. Still pretty good.
0: Guys, thank you for watching. Back on Monday after a Xavier win and a Bengals win. See ya.
1: Wrong on both. <laughs> See ya boys.